Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is RJ with the No Limits Podcast coming to you live on this Monday, almost afternoon, the day after WrestleMania. I am joined yet again by my buddy Steven, a.k.a. Pookie Soares. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. How's that oatmeal? <laughs> All done. <laughs> Very good. Uh, in the background, you got Catch Your Breath, the demon slash Finn Balor entrance song. And that's right. We are here to talk about the aftermath of another long and dragged out wrestle motherfucking mania. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so before we get going, I just want to get on two things here. Um, as I chew a fruit snack, I hope you can't hear that. <laughs> um, we went and saw Pet Cemetery Friday night and, uh, Holy shit! It was great. I really, I, I don't know what to say. It was just, it was awesome. Uh, definitely suggest checking that one out, Steve. And to anybody who says it sucks, you suck because it was, it was great. Um, that was one thing. And then the other thing, uh, this morning I went to my hand therapy session, um, and on the way home I stopped at the the local Dunkin' or Dunkin' Donuts. And there was this this man and woman in front of me. Now, they didn't know each other. They were just sitting there bullshitting in line. They must have had a good conversation because he let the lady go before him. And the lady uh, actually ordered her coffee. And while they were making it, she ran to the restroom. So the guy comes up and he places his order and he says, Hey, uh, I'd like to pay for that lady's coffee in front of me. And, you know, that's a a nice gesture, right? I I think so. So the fucking girl behind the counter, the miserable person she is, she goes, well, she already paid. She already paid. So you can't pay for her order. And the guy goes, oh, he's like, well, I I just wanted to pay for her order. So he says to the, the, the cashier, he says, well, how much was her coffee? And the girl goes, it was $2.32. So the guy said, here, here's $20 in cash. Pay for my, you know. I'll pay for my order, but take take two dollars and thirty two cents out for me. Put it aside, and when she comes to grab her coffee, just give it to her. And the girl goes, "Why do I have to give it to her?" I'm like, "What the fuck? You know, like, what is wrong with you?" So the guy goes, "Just do me the favor and hand her the coffee, the hand her the money." So the girl's got to give her her coffee anyway when she comes back to the counter. So what's the big deal? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so right. so the lady comes out. And the girl hands her her coffee, and she says, oh, the guy uh, who was standing with you in line wanted to pay for your coffee, so here's your $2.32 back for the coffee. And the lady was like, oh, my God, that's really nice. You know, I, dude, I'd be happy if somebody bought my coffee. So yeah. the, the girl goes, the, the, lady, the lady says, and this was nice, she goes, you know what, that guy just made my day, and since he made my day, I'm going to make your day. She goes, here, I'll put the $2.32 in the tip jar. And I was like, no, that girl doesn't deserve the $2.32. Huh? So I order my coffee, yeah. and I walk outside, and the lady was still out there. And I said, you know, I'm like, some people in this world. She goes, why? So I, I told her the story, exactly what happened, you know, what I just was telling you guys. And I yeah. said, you know, when you gave her the tip, I was like, oh, my God, this girl does not deserve the tip. And the lady goes, you know, she's like, I'm glad I gave her the tip even more now. She goes, you know what the problem in this world is? I said, what's that? She goes, 
People are just stuck in their ways. They're just so miserable and they just can't be happy for one minute. And she said, that's the problem with this world. And I was like, you know what? That makes some sense. So that was my my story from this morning. I just, I just couldn't believe it. Like this girl got pissed because some guy was trying to do something nice. You know what I mean? Like, come on, fucking people. Yeah. But that was my morning story. And now I'm home and I finished watching WrestleMania this morning. I, actually, I didn't even finish the whole thing. I turned it off at the Becky Lynch match, but, uh, another long, uh, marathon show. I did start watching at the pre-show and I made it till about 1030. And Steve, what'd you say? You, you were about 1230. It ended about 1230. It ended. What the fuck? You know, it just, they got to stop with that. And they got to stop with so many, like you were saying too, so many fucking stupid things like commercials and promos and, the Roman Reigns promo that went on for a fucking hour almost. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Not literally, but you get it. Yeah. I mean, I understand in between matches you got to you gotta do something, but enough of these, like, long, drawn-out, you know. Like the dance break. Did they really need that fucking dance break with Archie exactly. and Camilla? Did they need that? No, they no, didn't. exactly. Did they and, need And you know what? As entertaining as John Cena coming out with the Thugonomics was, they didn't need that either. Well, here's the thing. They did need that, and I'll get into well, that. I'll get, I, well, I, 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 let me they could have done it a different way. Listen, you don't need to throw a lie yeah, in there. Yes, yeah, they did, and I'll get into that, man. Why? It's not a storyline? Just let me, let me, please just let me all get right, to that right. point in WrestleMania. So I'm going to, I'm just going to, um, I'm going to roll right down with this. Uh, Tony Nese defeated Buddy Murphy. Uh, I was kind of shocked about that. Uh, it was a pretty good match. I got to say, I'm not a 205 guy, but it was it was nice. It was entertaining. Not shocked at all. <clears throat> um, and then now here's here's what pissed me off. Now and and, and it, I'm already getting mad into the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> they've got to stop with this fucking outside the ring hide and sneak attack bullshit because. <laughs> Sarah Logan, who who needs to get away from the riot squad, number one, she needs to be done with them. Uh, I thought she won. And then out of nowhere, here comes Carmilla. Like, come on, man. Sarah Logan deserved that. Carmilla didn't deserve it. But again, WWE is so predictable. I should have I should have thought of it. They call her the Staten Island Princess or the Princess of Staten Island. You know, well, she's she, actually from Massachusetts Massachusetts. Right, but she won, you know what I mean? Because they were in New York, and her daddy was in the crowd, and I like Carmella, but it, it sucked. I'm sorry. They, they just they made that, that match a joke. Uh, you know, they bring them all you know, down. For a, second, for a second, I thought Sarah Logan was going to end up winning it because when Carmella came out, she kind of literally just tapped her on the shoulder, and they had a little fight in between. Yeah, but... So I was hoping that Sarah was going to... But, Me too. Know, WWE. Me too. And Sarah Logan is deserving of of a, of a victory of her own. She really is because uh, she, that riot that riot squad that's just got to go. Um, it's just it was a joke. They they walked them all down like a fucking herd of cattle. And then uh, who got their special intro? Naomi and Oscar. Uh, uh, like you know that kind. And then, you know, that Kyrie saying, I like her from NXT. I hope she stays in NXT because she's going to get ruined if she comes up here. But uh, 
you know, they just start throwing people out of the ring left and right. In two seconds, the whole fucking thing's over. Yay. <laughs> you know? But yep. the way it ended with uh, with Carmilla, you know, winning like that over Sarah Logan, that was kind of horse shit. I'm sorry. I, I just, you know, I wasn't feeling it. I don't know about you, man, but uh, that, that well, just put a bad like taste Carmella. in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know. I like her. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think she should have won that. You know, I'm like, oh shit, Sarah. At first, I was like, oh, Sarah Logan won. And I'm like, they didn't ring the bell. And then I saw Carmella, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, here we go. But you know what sucked is like there was like no excitement in that match whatsoever. I mean that that was it. <laughs> it was yeah. just let's bring them out, let's throw them all over the top rope really quickly, and then we'll give you know somebody two seconds to shine and. That was crap. Just like, um, uh, well, I, I'm gonna. I don't want to skip one, but uh, the revival. Um, you know. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right, we had a quick hiccup on the recording software. I'm having more problems with this thing. We're good. We're recording again. Um, the revival. Uh, you know, was defeated defeated by Zach uh, Ryder and. Uh, Kurt Hawkins, which we kind of called that because, you know, yeah. Zack Ryder has won at WrestleMania before. You know, he's won gold there. Not a bad match. It was it was pretty entertaining. Um, I got to give I, I got to backtrack a little bit because I skipped over a big chunk. But uh, well, let's just finish the pre-show first and I'll get into it. But um, okay. but but a good a good uh, a good showing on that one. I mean, that was entertaining. Um, pro- it was better than some of the matches on the main card. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was good to see, uh, you know, those guys win. And then, uh, this is just a kick in the nuts to Andre the Giant. This Andre the Giant <laughs> battle royal is just, it's stupid. There's, the, it, you know, again, let's herd them all out like fucking cattle, and then uh, have these two idiots come in. These the fucking where were they from? Saturday Night Live? I don't even know what they were from. Yeah, yeah, Saturday Night Live. All right, let's have these two idiots come down to the the thing, and let's piss off New York Giants fans by having them wear a Cleveland Browns Odell Beckham jersey. That like, was great. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was. I'm but sorry, that was great. No, it was funny, but it didn't piss. You know, it's like you just I don't know, just being dumb. And then um, <laughs> he, you know, and of course they bring out Luke Harper. Yeah, which that was stupid. Because out of nowhere, oh look, Luke Harper's back. You know, no nothing for that guy. So he's back. Yep. Um But then they put him you know, then they bring out the Hardy Boys, you know, they get the big intro. Whatever. Point is, is that Braun Strowman and Luke Harper didn't even happen. That was pr- pretty much the only excitement in the match. Yeah. And then those two idiots from Saturday Night Live, what do they do? It seems to be WWE's new shtick. They crawl out of the ring and they hide under the ring until the match is almost done. Happened in Royal Rumble. Happened with, you know, Carmilla or whatever. She disappeared from the ring. It's like, come on, cut the shit. Um, and then I'm watching it, and, and those those two guys almost eliminated Braun Strowman. I said to my wife, I'm like, I know wrestling is fake, but come on, make it somewhat realistic. How the fuck are these two peons going to eliminate a guy who's like almost 300 pounds? <laughs> He's bigger than the both of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman ended up winning, but again, that Andre the Giant—it's just a joke. It's a fucking joke. I'm not—I'm not feeling it. It's a joke. I don't know what you think. Uh, you know, past couple of years have been better than this than this year's. To be honest, I—I 
I was more entertained with 34 and maybe 33. But mm. yeah, when they first this year, started this year's was kind of a joke. Yeah, when they <laughs> when they first started it, they were they were trying to make it a serious thing, but the, as the years going on, it's just gotten worse and worse, just like WWE. Everything has just gotten worse and worse with these fucking guys. Um yeah. All right, so I want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, you know, one of the big headlines was uh, Bret Hart being attacked at uh, at the Hall of Fame at the Hall of Fame ceremony. You know, <laughs> Bret Hart had a stroke, and this idiot decides it's a good idea to run and tackle a guy that had a stroke. You know what I mean? That's that's up not up there, but he's getting older. He's he's beat up. Yeah, and just tackle him for what? To get your ass kicked because you got your that kid got his fucking ass kicked. Did you see the picture of him after they? Uh, oh yeah, he was. I don't, think they, I don't think they did enough. No, they didn't because he could have. What if you know Bret Hart? He got he got a stroke from uh, falling off a bicycle and hitting his head. So do you th- really think tackling the guy and possibly him hitting his head the right way is a yeah. good idea? You stupid fuck. I'm glad right? that uh, I'm glad that was it Scott Dawson. Fucking tagged you in the face like he did. You know what I mean? Um, you know how how stupid are people? I just you know this this world is a this world is a fucked up place. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, haha. You know you run naked through a baseball field. You know you're gonna get tackled and arrested. So that's the, that's the risk you take. You're an idiot. But you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, but what is the point of running through a crowd? During a speech that has to do with, you know, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, you know, who passed away with his daughter standing there, what kind of yeah. blatant dis? And, I, and it's I don't give a shit if it's WWE, MLB, NBA, you know, NHL. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It was a, it was a tribute moment, and this kid thought it was a good idea to run up and tackle Bret Hart. Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I wish Bret Hart was like 20 years younger. He would have kicked the crap out of that kid. But you know, he he got his, and I just I didn't read it because I I didn't get a chance to read it. But I just saw that they they did end up arresting the kid. What they charged him with, I don't know, but it's not enough. You know. Um, and kudos to the what WWE I, what stars. I know is why why. You know, somebody needs to ask him why. Why because would you do it's that? it's like why do they eat Tide Pods? You know what I'm saying? Why do they do the oh God, why, right? why do they why do they do the bird box challenge? Because people in this world today, these kids are fucking stupid. They're stupid. I'm glad I got an old school mentality. And when I say old school, you know, Steve, you can attack we're products of the eighties and the nineties before the internet, when it was okay for our parents to beat the shit out of us, hit us with wooden spoons or metal spoons or belts, <laughs> put soap in our mouth. If we talked back to our parents, you got popped, and it was always treat everybody with respect. There's none of that these days. These kids are just stupid. They want their five seconds of fame, and they think nothing's going to happen to them. Well, guess what, buddy? You got your ass handed to you. <laughs> I mean, like, on a silver platter. And you know, the funny thing is the cops... There was plenty of NYPD's finest there, but yeah. as a former police officer, I have to say it, I would have done the same thing. If I would have seen all those guys that have at least, uh, I mean, you know, at least 100, at least 50, 60 pounds, I'm about 200 pounds, so they got at least any, you know, at maximum, you know, some of them have 100 pounds on me. If yeah. I saw guys that big handling the situation and just doing what they needed to do, 
I'll let them have a minute. And then when they're done, yeah. I'll pick them up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's that seems to be what happens. So I'm very I'm disgusted at that kid. I hope I hope bad things happen to you. And your parents should have spanked you on the ass when you were a kid. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, Brett, and, and, and Brett Hart, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, like I've mentioned before, I met him. He was a very nice guy. Uh, they did say he was complaining of hip pain, but uh, it, it checked out to be nothing. So there's my rant on the fucking idiot from the WWE Hall of Fame. May you rot in hell. <laughs> so, um, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm sure somebody's going to have one of these millennials are going to have something to say like, oh, we're better than you. You know, he maybe he's just got issues that need to be worked out. Yeah, he got his issues worked <laughs> out by a fucking right to the face and a broken nose, an eye swollen shut. That was all the years his parents should have been kicking, kicking his ass and they didn't. <laughs> hey, my, yep. my dad used to fucking pop me in the mouth when I'd say something bad. I turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway all right let's get I on got, with i got whacked with the belt dude yeah. you're, you're portuguese man portuguese parents Shit, were, i got whacked with a broomstick i was gonna I was say like dude <laughs> portuguese parents are they were like they were like brutal i i i've had i have a lot of portuguese well steve being one of my portuguese friends but i i mean my father would backhand me you know what i mean he'd slap me yep. or he'd give me like a half fist if i really pissed him off my mother would put soap on my tongue, backhand me, stick me in the corner. Like, I, I mean, I got it pretty good. But when I talk to some of my friends, they're like, oh, see this wooden spoon that's about 100 years old? Yeah, my mother used to beat the shit out of me with that or, you know, <laughs> yeah. the belts, anything. You guys got it. The spatulas because Portuguese moms are always cooking in the kitchen. You know what I mean? So you and, got you got and, whatever and intention the they had in famous, their hands. <laughs> and the famous chanela, they'd take off their freaking shoe and whack you with it. <laughs> I've seen that before. <laughs> I saw that happen before. <laughs> let, me, let me take my slipper off. Whack! <laughs> hey, did you get the Chanel when you were masturbating in the shower and you fell through the shower wall? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, listen, you're everybody a sick does it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a story for another episode. <laughs> oh, <what is> it? <laughs> Oh, boy. But uh, anyway, so WrestleMania, you know, the 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 pre-show was good. Um, You know, the Royal Rumble matches I thought were terrible. Um, But, you know, they start they started out. Here comes Alexa Bliss. And, you know, she's like, let's have a WrestleMania moment. And boom, here comes the Hulkster. I was like, all right, this is cool. You know, uh. And then out of nowhere, here comes Paul Heyman, right down to the ring. Hey, we're not waiting. If we're not a main event, you know, we're doing this now. We're going back to Vegas where we're respected, so forth and so on. And I cannot believe they started out with Brock, excuse me, Brock, I just burped. That was gross. Uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Seth Rollins, first match. I was, I was shocked, but I was impressed. I couldn't believe that they were going to start with that. Uh but then it, it quickly went downhill because it was a horrible match and it only lasted two minutes and 30 seconds. Thoughts on that one, Steve? <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, like you said, I was excited that they started off with it. I was shocked. I was like, whoa, what a way to start WrestleMania off. I'm like, great, cool. Hope it's a great match. And like you said, it only lasted, what, two minutes? Two minutes and 30 seconds. Two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um. <laughs> 
it was just, uh, I mean, there was no wrestling involved. Well, it was a typical Brock Lesnar match, but... Yeah, Brock Lesnar beat up, did the Suplex City, da 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 But then Seth, all Seth really did was, you know, kick him in the nuts. He did a couple then, of curb like, stomps. You know, like three curb stomps and boom, boom, one, two, three. Yep. It, it was like, what? Like, that was it? Really? Yeah, I... I uh... I was excited. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I like Seth. I'm a big Seth fan, but it was. It was. I would have liked to seen it go longer a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't his best showing. Uh, nor was it Brock's. I mean, there was nothing to the match. It just. I just don't know what they were thinking on that. Was I mean, I don't know if this is that was Brock's last match, but. Uh, I don't it, know. If it was, I'd be pissed because they're both capable of so much more than that, and. Again, let's be realistic. You're not going to beat Brock Lesnar to do a shot to the nuts and a couple of curb stomps. There's, there's no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make it oh, realistic. Make it realistic. That's WWE's but, problem. It's too fucking predictable, and it's not realistic anymore. Sorry. Go ahead. What, what <laughs> kills me, too, is the match was 2 minutes 30 seconds, right? Yeah. It's for the universal title. That I mean, it's fine that they started off with it, but you're, you're fighting for a prestigious-type title. So... Why not? Why? Why make it so short? Right. Why make it so short? And like, as long as Brock Lesnar had that title, I, for him to lose it like that was just as bad as how he lost it to Goldberg. Like, come on, you know. But yeah, I don't know. So I that match definitely was a D. It pains me to say it, but that was a D. I give that a hard D. <laughs> um, it also sucked the D because it was so bad. Uh. What would you get? What would you grade that one if you had to? Uh, I I don't know. I don't give up grades. <laughs> All right, we we'll just uh, well, it, it it was a D. It sucked. <laughs> so I'll agree with you. I mean, I'm not gonna. It was definitely not an A or a B. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with D. I'll go with D. Yeah. Um. So I was like, all right, well, that sucked. You know, I was kind of meh about that. But then they bring out. Uh, AJ and Randy. I was like, okay, hey, all right, maybe this will pick back up. And uh, yeah. that match was good. Um, yeah. It was it was good back and forth, and like I had called it, it was going to be straight wrestling with no outside interference, which was good. Yeah. Um, I just think it needed a little more. You know what I mean? Just a little more excitement behind it. I think if they would have sold it a little better, uh, the crowd would have been pumped up a little more for it, and I think that would have been one of the... I mean, it was still one of the better matches of the night, but, uh, you know, I think it was capable a little more. It was a good back and forth. The moves were clean. Randy was good. AJ was always, you know, who's always good. Um, I did like that maneuver where uh, AJ uh, went to go, I think it was do the flying forearm off the top rope, and Randy Orton was going to catch him with the RKO, and and, uh, AJ kind of faked him out on that, and Randy kind of (laughs) fell because he went went for the RKO. And then... uh, you know, uh, AJ ended up doing that 360 like fl- frog splash. That's that's fucking yes. impressive, man. When they can do stuff like that, I mean. Oh yeah. That, but you know, and this was another another hit on WWE. Look at Neville. You know, when he did what was that the Broken Arrow or whatever, his finishing maneuver yeah. off the. My yeah. God, that is an, such an amazing move. And now he's in AEW. So suck it, WWE. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, it was a good match. I mean, that one, you know, that one I give a, uh, I, I definitely give that one like a, 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 a B, like a B plus. Uh, yeah. I think if they sold it a little more, it would definitely would have been a top match. Uh, 
I mean, it did go on. It was one of the longer matches of the night. It went on for 16 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, and then, you know, they come out with the Usos. This, you know, okay, this is pretty fun. You know, I mean, like, it, it that's a decent match. Uh, the Usos, uh, Alice the Black and Ricochet, Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, The Bar. And the I, bar. I got to admit, I wasn't super looking forward to this match. I thought they were going to shove Alice the Black and Ricochet down our throat. They didn't. They let the Usos retain. I'm okay yeah. with that. You know what I mean? And, and let me tell you what, the Usos must be in tight with Vince because remember how we talked about Jimmy got arrested and they still yeah. they still went on to win the title, and now they kept yeah. the title at WrestleMania. But besides oh, yeah. the point, uh, lot of, Ricochet, you know, he impressed me. I I always like Alice the Black, but you know the bar was great. How about fucking Cesaro with that swing man for like two minutes straight on Ricochet? Oh my God, how he can walk <laughs> a stand after that is beyond me. But uh, you know, I think right. it was a good highlight. Everybody tried to hit their finishes, but. The combination of Sheamus doing the uh, the the forearms, you know, uh, when he's got the guy over the rope, and uh, Cesaro just swinging Ricochet the whole time while Sheamus is bumping everybody with those forearms. That was the highlight of the match. I'm sorry, I enjoyed that. That was great. Um, that was a lot of fun. That match. I I didn't have high hopes for it, but that was a solid match. I I give that one an A. Um, it, just because it was great. I mean, it was. It was a clean oh, yeah, it was match. Yeah, it was a clean match. The only problem was it was a little short. Uh, I didn't care for the length. I wish it was a little longer, but it was 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, the Usos retained. I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, I, I have a soft spot for the Usos. Um, I do like their villainous characters. So, you know, yeah. they, they deserve it. That was, a, that was a good one. What are your feelings on that one? No, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a very entertaining match. Uh Usos are a great tag team, and I'm not surprised that they retained. Yeah. Um, and then we move on to a match that I didn't have much hope for, um, but I got to say, it <laughs> it was wow. It was pretty good. Um, Shane McMahon and The Miz. Uh, oh, yeah. That ended up being a little bit better than I thought. Uh, we didn't see a coast-to-coast, and we didn't see Shane do that stupid elbow drop off the table. Um, the Miz's father was kind of funny. <laughs> that was that was kind of comical when Shane fixed his fist and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I thought I thought at first I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a stupid match with the father and a little hokey, but then it picked up. Yeah, um, and the Miz for not being an extreme wrestler, man. I mean, he he put on a good show. Uh, and then that finisher, man, that suplex off that that staging. Oh. you know that was. Kudos, man. That was good. That was that's what saved the match. But I can't believe how it ended. That was I, oh my god. I gotta say, you know, I had not a lot of hope for that match, and I said it on the on our preview show that I wasn't looking forward to it. But goddamn, that was a good match. <laughs> it was, was a good one. definitely one of my one of the better matches that I that I seen. I mean, when they started going up the ladder to that platform. I'm like, they're going all the way to the top. I'm like, they're going to do something. And they got to the edge. I'm like, here we go. I'm like, what, what kind of, I'm like, is he going to get pushed off? I'm like, what are they doing? And when they did the suplex, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, man. And when it, they, when they counted Shane, uh, I was like, wait, I'm like, what? I'm like, oh shit, Shane's on top. Yeah. I'm, I like, I'm like, fuck. I didn't catch that. <laughs> I didn't catch that right away until he started counting. But, um, you yeah. know, here, here's the thing with WWE. 
if they just change things for the better, okay? If they yeah. just tweak things, like Shane McMahon didn't do the coast to coast. He didn't do that flying elbow off the table, or off the ring into the table. No, they did a fucking one crazy extreme move, a suplex off of a high thing into a staging. Perfect. You know what I mean? Everybody yep. loved it. The crowd went nuts for it. I was impressed by it. You know, it's it's small changes that they need to do to make it different and to keep people, you know, entertained. Like Pet, oh, yeah. like Pet Cemetery, the new one. They, <laughs> they kept it original, but it came to a part where they made changes, and I was like, wow, that was cool, you know? And that's, that's yeah. what WWE is lacking, that wow, that was cool. But that match... That was cool. That was that was a fun that was, match. That yeah. was cool. I was I was <clears throat> sad about the out, the outcome. I wanted Miz to win it because I wanted the storyline to end. Now with with Shane winning, I think the storyline is going to keep going. Ah, they can't because how do you top that? You know, and, gonna, and, and I think they're going to go until uh, uh, what's next? Uh, 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 money in the bank. Money in the bank. Yeah, money in the bank. But. Like you said, you know, the match started out kind of slow. I thought it was going to be that, oh, here we go with daddy and all that shit. But no, yeah. no, it was, you know, once no. we got past that, you know, I got to give Shane props because it was, it was funny when he, when he did take the fist and he kind of put them mm. together like that. There you go. Like that, you know, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that was definitely an A. That was a good match. I really, I really liked that one. And I didn't think I was gonna. Um, oh, yeah. Loved it. And then, uh, you know, brings us up to the Iconics, um, the uh, the Boston Hug Connection, um, the uh, yeah, the Boston Hug Connection, the Iconics, Sasha, I'm sorry, uh, Tamina and Nia and Beth Phoenix yep. and Natalia. Um, as I texted to you last night, I have I'm I'm a I'm a Hart family guy. Uh, you know, I grew up watching wrestling in the 80s into the 90s uh even till uh, oh, i mean for the last 30 years 35 years i've been watching wrestling um yeah the hart family has been it, well it hasn't been but it has had an immense impact with the mcmahons if it wasn't for the hart family uh wwe probably wouldn't have been as it wouldn't be as good as it is i mean if you think about it um in the 80s you had the hart foundation okay yeah they were great. Jim the Anvil, Brett with uh, Jimmy, uh, the mouth of the South, uh, Jimmy yep. Hart. Um, then you get into the 90s and, you know, you break up the Hart Foundation. Now you got um, Brett Hart out on his own. Uh, then you bring in Owen Hart. And then you bring in more of the Owen Hart, Brett Hart family drama, which was great. Then you had yep. Brett Hart fight the fucking British Bulldog at Wembley Stadium, which was amazing. Uh, Bret Hart with the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 10, um, where, where he did the Iron Man, where he fought um, uh, Owen, and then he then he went on to face Yokozuna. I mean, the countless battles with Bret uh, against Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, you know, just the just the matches that Bret Hart had, um, and then Jim the Anvil when he left the Hart Foundation, he wasn't as big as Bret, but he still made an impact on WWE. Owen Hart, huge impact on WWF. Um, then you get the Hart Foundation again, where you had Pillman, Owen, British Bulldog, Brett. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, in yeah. the Anvil. You know what I mean? Like, and then now you come into the future, you know, to the newer generation. And 
Um, I mean, he's he's married to the family, but you had um, Davy, well, Davy Boy's son, who wasn't around as long, but you had Davy Boy's son, Tyson Kidd, and Natalia as the Hart legacy, and then you yeah. know you broke that that up. Now you still got Natalia, but then you had Tyson Kidd go out solo, and then you had him join Cesaro. So it's like every generation, the Hart family has had a huge impact with WWE. So the point of me saying all this is it gave me goosebumps when they bought, brought Brett out and they played his entrance music when Natalia and Beth Phoenix walked on. I thought that was great. I thought that was, yep. I thought that was a hell of a tribute, a good salute to the Hart family, Jim the Anvil, you know, and all the shit that the Hart family's endured because of WWE. But uh, so that, that was a great entrance for that, that women's match. Um, I, I kind of laughed when Bailey's little huggy inflatables didn't blow up. Did you see that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the wacky, wavable, inflatable armands. They never blew up. And, of course, you know, they had to make mention of that, that it wasn't working and yeah, whatever. Uh, but uh, the match was good. It was a good match. Uh, I fucking love those iconics. I'm sorry, I really do. <laughs> when they do oh, the yeah. when they do like the superhero pose, it's oh, they're great. Um, they're iconic. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but uh, Beth Phoenix looked really good. Natalia did a good job. I mean, they all did great. That was that was oh, a, yeah. that was a great match. Um, what ruined the match for me was Renee again. She is an awful commentator. Renee. They need to get rid of her. She sucks so bad. She really does. She is not a good commentator. Um, Corey Graves is annoying. He gets annoying after a while. But that kind of took away the, from the match for me. Uh, but the match itself, the way it ended, again, with that sneaky sneak attack stuff, um, it kind of worked in that one. But again, this seems to be a new pattern for WWE. Everybody does the sneak attack thing. But, um, you know, I'm glad to see that the Iconics won. You know, it, it's... It's cool, you know. Give it, give it to somebody different, the unexpected. You know, everybody was thinking, oh, you know, because Beth Phoenix came back. I was one of the believers, you know, that they were gonna win. Um, but then you think, you know, Tamina and Nia Jax are gonna win because they're just, you know, the monsters. Yeah, you know. So to have the Iconics come in out of nowhere and just take it like that, that was a lot of fun. I, I that was that was a fun match. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I grade that one as an A. That was just as entertaining as anything else. And uh, it, it seemed longer. It really did. It was only ten minutes and forty-five seconds. Yeah, it did seem longer. It did I mean, seem longer. I, you know, I, I enjoyed the match, and uh, when, when you know the, at the end there, when uh, the icons from the winning, I saw somebody. What was it? Was it Nia Jax who did the the thing off the rope? I saw, oh, yeah. I saw her hands tag her, and I was like, wait a minute, like, who tagged her? And then when I saw her, it was... Uh, oh, Beth Phoenix uh, was on the rope. She was getting ready Billy to do Kay. that. Yeah, she, that was Beth Phoenix she tagged. She was getting ready to do the glam, the, what was it, the glam slam off the top rope. So, yes. Yeah. And yep. she tagged her. I, I, I didn't see who it was at first. I only saw the hand, and I was like, who was it? And then when I saw her run into the ring, I was like, that's who tagged in. Yeah. Um, and they counted the three. I was like, "Holy shit, the iconics!" Yeah, that was that was good. See again, just change it a little bit, and people are gonna love it. Um, <laughs> which uh, which brings us to the next uh, bout: Kofi Kingston uh, against Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, y- y- 
Oop, I'm getting a beep. Let's end that. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, so, you know, everybody was, you know, kind of on the fence whether, you know, Daniel, I think you were one of them too, Steve, whether they were going to drop the title. Daniel Bryan was going to drop the title. Yeah. Um, but they kind of ruined it as soon as Kofi came down to the ring. I don't know if you noticed it. Did you notice when when they walked down to the ring and Big E was putting the gift outside? Did you, did you see what gave it away? No, I didn't see what okay. gave it away. I saw that he if had you, a box. If you go back and watch it, when when they go to put the uh, gift outside the ring, yeah, there was that pedestal with the black cover over it that had a brand new title belt sitting underneath it. So I knew right then and there that Kofi was going to win. And they tried to cover it. When Daniel when Bryan Daniel came Bryan's. down, and they put Daniel Bryan's belt over it, so yep. they kind of slipped up right there. So I knew as soon as I saw that, I go, "Oh shit, Kofi's gonna win!" And I was, yeah, see, I was I excited I about it. See it? I didn't see it until Daniel Bryan's belt was on it. So I, I was just like, "I'm like, why are they putting that on a pedestal?" Yeah, no, that was because there was a belt already there, <laughs> and I yep. think I think they realized it. Um, but again. You know, that match delivered. You know, Daniel Bryan's character is annoying. He's a villain. That's what they're supposed to do. Uh, yep. I really appreciate it. He's a great it. technical wrestler. He is. Though. And Kofi's, Kofi's great, too. That was a that was a fun oh, match. Yeah. It was great back and forth. And I, I mean, you know, I'm giving credit where credit's due. I appreciate the fact that they kept the outside interference on the outside and it didn't, it didn't yes. get into the ring and ruin the match. I mean, there was some for excitement with... Uh, Xavier and and Biggie with Eric Rowan, but yep. it didn't ruin the match. But what I have no. to say was, I don't know how they did it without him getting hurt or how he didn't get hurt. But did you see Kofi come out of the ring and he land on that table like he did on the edge of the table? Oh. He like folded himself in half. I was like, oh, oh my yeah, God. yeah, yeah. How how he yep. did not get hurt is beyond me. But goddamn, good for you, Kofi. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, great back and forth match. It wasn't a boring match, uh, you know. And they everybody got to you know do their finishes, um, and then you know I, I always appreciate so you know having the dad bring the kids in. You know what I mean? Seeing Kofi's kids come in and Kofi's family out there, I I always appreciate that. So that that added a little bit to it, and then the t-shirts and you yeah, know the t-shirt. Kofi Kofi is deserving of it, and again. Did you see the crowd reaction? This is what WWE lacks. If you notice, um, you know, Curtis Hawkins got a good pop. Uh, Seth Rollins and, and Brock got a great pop because of, you know, it was the beginning of the night. Um, yeah. y- you know, AJ Styles, Randy Orton did okay. The Usos did okay. Shane and The Miz, they got a good pop. Um, yep. Yeah. The, uh, the women's match, you know, the tag team match, that, that did okay. But... Man, the crowd with Kofi and Daniel Bryan, man, they went bullshit, and that was great. That's what that's what lacks in this in this era. There's just no oh, yeah. excitement, you know. Um, so they did it right. They booked the match right. Did they drag it out with the storyline for Kofi getting there? Yeah, they went a little too far yeah. with that. That was annoying. But um, you know, oh, give that, it. Go ahead. No, that, that was it. Was a great match. I mean, when the, the people you know went nuts for it. I told my wife, I said, you know, if that place had a friggin' roof, <laughs> it just got blown off. Yeah, because again, it, you know, they everybody wanted the underdog to win. And boom, there oh, it yeah. is. They let him win. Thank God, you know. Now here's the question. 
how long are they going to let Kofi keep that title? That's the that's yes. the that's the thing I'm dying to see. I have a feeling that it's going to be a, a Zack Ryder title title run, and he's going to lose it tonight on Raw. <laughs> I really do. I I just oh man, I just have give that him more feeling. than a day. I wouldn't. I give him, I, give him at least a little, uh, <clears throat> money in the bank. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past WWE to uh, have him drop that title sooner rather than later. Ah, uh, okay. And now, and that you know that match was actually. That match. And he felt, wouldn't be dropping it. He wouldn't be dropping it tonight. He'd be dropping it tomorrow if he was going to drop it. I mean, not. Yeah, oh, tomorrow. it's a SmackDown. Yeah, sorry, SmackDown. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the big. You know, the Raw being the big show after the WrestleMania. But, oh, it uh, definitely is, though. Um. And then you know that match actually seemed pretty short, but it was 23 minutes, almost 24 minutes. That was one of the that I think that was the second longest match of the night. So yeah, I think you're right. Um. And then you know now now, the first ten matches. I I mean I give I group them all together as like an overall rating of an A. That you know what yeah. I mean. It was yep. good. Everything was fast paced except for the, you know there was a couple of flops in there. But now, here's where the wind starts to fall out of the sails. Um, yes. Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio absolute waste of fucking time. One minute match. Pointless. One pointless, minute match. Pointless. Pointless. Yep. Absolute waste of time. One minute match. But I know. I, I finished. I was like, "What was the point of that?" <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing now is that I think they were realizing that they're starting to run long. Um. So yeah. they cut that match down. Um. <clears throat> they cut. They cut Samoa. Jo- I. If I had to guess, they cut Samoa Joe's match down. Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle, they cut that match down. And the Finn Balor match, they cut all those down just to fit yep. the rest of them in. And I think that's bullshit, yeah. uh, especially for Kurt Angle. I don't give a shit if, if Baron Corbin won or not. The match just didn't feel right. It just felt rushed. It just felt Kurt Angle's speech was rushed. I don't think they gave him... Oh, well, I'll get into that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. So now, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, bullshit. They're just a waste of time. Don't even have them out yeah. there. Um, move on now here's where I'm going to get into some shit because (laughs) they played a very long promo for Roman Reigns very long promo for that match I mean it was it was a long promo Um, hold on one second my buddy uh, Oh wow! Okay, I'm getting I'm getting texts right now as we're talking. Um, a friend yeah. of mine, uh, Shane, who I met at Comic Con, him and I, the way we met was fucking amazing. Um, but he just sent me a text. He was actually at WrestleMania last night, um, and he oh, conf- cool. he confirmed a few things for me. But he said uh, there was a problem with the lighting. So I'll I'll just read you what he wrote me. So thanks, Shane. I appreciate that. I you know I'll I'll see it Scaricon. Um, but uh, he put uh, so he said he he pulled this up from Reddit, um, and he and it, it says so. I was in 126, and when those yellow lights came on during the second match, they were absolutely blinding to the point where I couldn't watch the match. As we know, the chant started, and they eventually turned them to red, which sort of helped, but it was still awful for 10 seconds during the Shane and Miz. Uh, during I'm sorry for 10 seconds during Shane versus bleh, Shane versus Miz, they turned the problematically bright lights off, 
like they should have from the beginning, only to, the re to replace them with bright white lights and then back to red. Finally, toward the middle of the show, they turned off three out of the four problem lights. Anyone in the know and able to explain why? One, they didn't foresee this um, when, it, when it's been a problem in the past. And two, why their resolution of it was so awful and prolonged. <laughs> so so he put, go on Reddit and read about the light problem. My buddy was having a hard time with a few lights too, literally blinding during, uh, blinding him during the whole matches. He said, but I was good. Um, but he said, uh, I've never heard of this problem happening before, and I've been to dozen of, dozens of live shows. So... It's, I, I mean, it's probably where you were sitting. I, I know I was saying to Andrea last night um, with the way they have the, the four big pillars and, and the, the lighting ring around the top of the ring. If you're not yeah. sitting in a seat that's low enough, you're basically watching. Uh, you're watching it on the big screen because you're too high to see in there. Yeah. Um, I, know, I know my buddy Shane posted pictures, and it looked like he was low enough, but he was facing... Um, the the entrance he was on the other side so he saw the wrestlers and the big screen come in um so he had he had good seats but you know again you know you pay all this fucking money <laughs> i better be able oh, to yeah. see you know um oh, so, definitely. so that was pretty cool that i got a uh a first hand on that thanks shane i appreciate it um but other stuff that shane confirmed for me we're going to get into this right now Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I I like Drew McIntyre's entrance. Uh, you know, I have I, I I liked how he had the uh, NYPD pipes band out there. That was pretty cool. Great entrance. <clears throat> when when Drew and I'm sorry, I I just I don't understand this. When Drew McIntyre comes out, that guy is just a presence. You know what I mean? Like when Brock yeah. Lesnar come out. Brock Lesnar comes out. That guy is a presence. When Bobby Lashley comes out, that guy's you're just like, wow, this dude is like, whoa, you know? So he comes out. He has a great entrance. He gets in the ring. He's ready to go. Now here comes Roman Reigns. Did you notice how quiet the crowd was when Roman Reigns came out? There was no big yeah. pop. Drew McIntyre nope. got a bigger pop than Roman Reigns. Um... Roman comes out and does that stupid fucking Superman ground punch thing. I hope DC sues him for that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, they blast off all the fireworks, and then here we go, right fucking away. Corey Graves. Oh, you know, leukemia survivor. He's fighting for the world tonight, and bah, bah, bah. You know, riding that Kurt tail again. Um, yeah. And then... I, I have to say, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre had quite the cheering section right outside the ring. Did you notice they had the St. Andrew's Cross flag with the, the you know the flag of Scotland and people yep. were people were going nuts for Drew. It seemed that you know Drew was the crowd favorite. Um, so Roman comes out, the crowd is quiet. Uh, you know they're talking about Roman's condition. Now this is what kills me. This is why the announcers suck. Corey Graves. Oh, Roman's in the best shape of his life. Then halfway through the match. Well, let's see how Roman's going to survive. If Drew McIntyre takes this into the, the long run, is he going to have the stamina? You know, like, 
you know, you got to ride the bike. You got to do this. You got to get the endurance back up. And Renee goes, well, Michael, I thought that you said he was in the best shape of his life. Well, he is in the best shape of his life. But I mean, you know, you can accomplish that in a gym. I'm talking about like, no, you're talking about you're a fucking idiot. The both of you. <laughs> like <laughs> you you can accomplish endurance training in a gym which you were just talking about he needs you also can accomplish getting muscles in a six-pack in a gym like you need to be in wrestling so the commentary sucked and all they kept talking about was roman reigns reigns but drew mcintyre put on a better performance wrestling wise than roman reigns that guy sells every move he does yep. and you have to admit when he did that slingshot thing where he put Roman's legs on his on his shoulders and he just fucking shit whipped them over his head. Yeah. That was impressive, okay? Oh, um yeah. you know, and then when uh they were on the top rope and it looked like Drew was gonna suplex him, but Roman pushed him off and then Drew got stuck. Drew did this amazing fucking sit up and then just grabbed Roman Reigns and threw him across the ring, you know? Uh, yeah, you know, he gave, that was great. Yeah, he gave him the Scottish kiss headbutt. Um, Roman, uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre killed it. He fucking killed it, okay? And then, this is what I wanted to point out to you, Steve. Now, this is why, and I got confirmation on this. Two things, okay? Yeah. Number one, WWE changes the crowd noise. They add it. Because if you just listen closely... When Roman was going to do with their things, they added ch crowd cheering in there and nobody was fucking cheering. You could tell. It just sounded fake. And then, yeah. and then, when Roman went, just before he went to go do the spear, the crowd started, I heard it quickly, they started chanting, asshole, asshole. They shut that off instantly. You could uh, go back and listen. You'll hear it quickly. So I texted my buddy Shane. And I said, dude, listen, I'm going to do the podcast. I got to know because I heard it. And uh, yeah. I said, and th I, this this was the exact text. I said, hey, man, it's RJ. I saw you went to WrestleMania. I have a question. Did they chant asshole during the Roman Reigns match? I said, I'm just wondering because I, I'm doing my podcast. I want to know. And he goes, yeah, they did. He said, I was in the middle section where it was coming loudly from the top. <laughs> I said, see, they muted that shit right out of there. <laughs> so yep. that just proves my point. They're putting Roman Reigns over and nobody wants it. Yeah. The only way Roman Reigns is going to be worth a shit is if they make him turn heel. They'll never do that. But why did you bring Drew McIntyre back if you're not going to let him be a top guy? He deserves a title. He deserves Who's better. The he, they're not gonna. They're never gonna give it to him. The guy is they're the give it to him. No, they're not. The guy is the total package. G case in point: Look at Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal has the same story as Drew McIntyre. Well, I don't think Drew is a big drunk like Jinder, but anyway, they're both. <laughs> they're, but but they're both. Their stories are both similar. They came into WWE. They were nobodies. Boom. See you later. They went and did their own thing. Drew was killing it in another wrestling alliance. Um, Jinda was doing his thing. They both got jacked. They got re-signed. Well, actually, Drew didn't get re-signed yet, but Jinda got re-signed, and bam, WWE champion because he was a fucking monster. He was the show. Great villain, great character, 
great physique, great in-ring skills, and then they take the title away from him. And now who is he? Where, where's Jinder Mahal now? What is he doing? He's a fucking yeah. he's he's on Bo Dallas level, you know. Uh, oh yeah, he's a he's a joke right now. Right. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes back. NXT top guy. NXT champion. People love him. He's just he's got a great character. He's got a he's got a great physique, a great in ring skill. The guy sells every fucking move. And then you don't do anything with him. And then you let you you put Roman Reigns over him at WrestleMania. Why? Nobody wants Roman. Give it again to a guy like Drew. The crowd was cheering for Drew. The crowd wanted Drew. Nobody wants Roman. Why did you put Roman Reigns over? It sucks. It 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 really sucks. And that completely fucked the whole show. It really did. <coughs> so that's my take on that match. I I I give you know, I give Drew kudos, you know, for for his in-ring skill. He he carried the match, but nobody wants Roman. I'm sure Roman's a nice guy in real life. He loves his daughter. I I respect all that, but they he's not the face of the company. You know what I mean? You you know, yeah, no. you want to give a face to the company? Yeah, I'm a Drew McIntyre guy, but no, no, you know what? Make it different. Why don't you make Becky Lynch the face of the company? Or yeah. the New Day. Make the New Day the face of the company. Everybody loves them. You heard the pop yeah. when they came out. Um, you know, something different. You talk about women's revolution. Well, put, put you know, Becky Lynch the face of the company. Not Roman Reigns. You know, I, you know I, I'm still, and this is terrible to say, and I feel bad every time I say it. I know people that died from cancer. I've had a good friend of mine had cancer. You know, I, I feel bad for saying it, but I still don't believe that Roman Reigns had leukemia. I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. And I'm so sick of the, you know, the push for him again and them using leukemia as the driving force behind it. No, stop it. It, it sucks. It sucks. So that, that's my in-depth on that. I just, you know, they just got to stop with Roman Reigns. It's going to ruin the WWE. They're going to ruin it. So I don't know how you feel about that one, Steve, but that, that's my in-depth thing on it. Uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of took the wind out of your sails. <laughs> but did you, did you notice any of the crowd I, noises, though? Did you notice that? I, I noticed I it right away. The, I didn't notice the crowd noises. I think by that hour... I, that uh, that by that time, I think I was starting to lose interest. Yeah, I mean, I saw the match, and Drew did a great job. He's just a beast. Yeah, but again, I don't know why they put Roman over, and they're pushing him, and they need to stop. You're absolutely right. It's it's so it's like it's like we're getting raped by the WWE at this point. We're saying no, and they're saying yes. <laughs> I hate to yep. use that analogy, but you know, um, so. It was confirmed, you know, my, my buddy confirmed it. He was there. I heard it, you know, and before I even heard the asshole chants, you could hear the crowd noises. They just sounded different. They sounded almost pre-recorded. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> um, it just, I, I don't know what to say about it. It just, it just, it's no good. Um, and, and not because I'm a big Drew McIntyre fan. It could have been Jinder Mahal. You know what I mean? I would have loved to see Jinder Mahal get put, you know, put over, you know, Roman Reigns. But no, they put Roman Reigns over everybody. Um, yeah. 
if they would have taken, and I'm going to be honest with you, okay, let's, I'm going to back up a bit, all right? So you just had uh, 10 matches that were really goddamn good, okay? Yep. Then you get the Samoa Joe match, waste the fucking time. But if they would have, you just, if, if, if you would have taken the Kofi King, if you, you should have put Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio earlier in the card. If you would have went Kofi Kingston and then Roman Reigns, had Kofi Kingston win, then have Drew McIntyre win, everybody would be praising the WWE today because that's what they wanted. You could tell they wanted Drew to win. If they yeah. did that, Everybody would go nuts, but they didn't. They they fucking, you know, it's, they just, without any lube, they just <laughs> shoved Roman Reigns up your ass. They didn't even spit on you. You know, it's like, come on. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my two cents on that. Um, so I, I'd like to know, uh, anybody, if I'm wrong about this, if you have any insight, just contact me, man, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, same thing with Steve. Get a hold of him on Facebook. Just let us know if you if you know anything different or if you think I'm completely stupid. I, I'd like to hear the reactions. Um, but this brings me to my next point, Steve. Uh, this is why you needed the Elias and John Cena thing. Because if you watch closely, the, cl- the crowd was flat after that match. They were like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. They needed John Cena to come out like that and Elias because they brought the crowd back to life. They really did. If you noticed... Oh, yeah, that was great. It, yeah, if you noticed, everybody loved John Cena. They loved it, okay? But... Hugonomics. We're <laughs> listen, old school. Elias got a bigger pop than Roman Reigns. John Cena got a bigger pop than Roman Reigns. And John Cena's crowd reactions have been very mixed over the past couple of years. Yeah, and he okay? called out Hugonomics and it was different. <laughs> right, but here's my one thing that I'm going to say. And I don't care. Fuck you, John Cena, for coming out in Yankees gear. You sold out, you piece of shit. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Fuck you, Cena. Right. All right? right? You're from Massachusetts. You don't have to, you know, you're not from Yankees country, brother. You're, you are yeah. from, what is it, West Newberry, okay? That's Red Sox country. Rhode Island is Red Sox country. Where I am in Connecticut, I'm borderline <laughs> Yankees Red Sox country. But I'm a Sox guy. Fuck you, you sellout. I would never, ever do that. I don't care where I am. I'm a Sox fan, baby. I'm a diehard baseball fan. And that was a kick in my nuts to see John Cena come out in Yankees gear. Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to swear yeah. so much, but that really chapped I, I my the ass. Thing. I was like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Yankees gear? I'm like, he's from, yeah. he's from Mass. I'm like, what the fuck? <sighs> And Babe Ruth played for the Sox beforehand, okay? There's a whole story. There's, a, there's an interesting that, you know, there's a, there's a good story on why Babe Ruth went to the Yankees. Take the time and go read it, okay? But besides that, John, I'll fight you. Never, ever, ever put Yankees gear on, okay? Remember how we talked about in the beginning of the show, Steve, how our parents would whoop our ass for things? If yeah. I walked into the house... With the Yankees hat on, my father would punch me square in the face. <laughs> okay? He would burn the hat and punch me square in the face and disown me. Okay? In, in, in New England, we are a sports country. Okay? A lot of people are lovers of multi-sports. I'm a baseball guy. I like football. 
I like basketball. I love baseball. I am a New York Giants fan, but <clears throat> in my defense, the Giants were here first. There was no there was no Patriots here. It was the Giants. That was the team. A lot of old school New Englanders, like my my grandfather, you know, going back like that. That's all they had. Okay. And and that's who I grew up liking. But when it was baseball, it was always the Red Sox, not the Yankees. So John Cena, kiss my ass. <laughs> so but the skit was good. So enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Move I just, on to Triple H I just, I just wanted to get that out there. I feel better for saying that now. Never good, good. ever wear Yankees stuff, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, Baptista. Cool intro. Loved how you fell in between the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> oh, poor Baptista. Did, did and, you see when he went out and then he came back in? He went slow. Yeah. Going back yeah. in the second time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here, again, I'm going to go off. The announcers took away from that match. If I had to hear about Baptista being a fucking movie star one more time, I was going to throw up. You know, oh, he didn't leave the WWE uh, because he got he left on his own terms to be a Hollywood movie star. And now he's back because he's got unfinished. You know what, Triple H? I don't even know what I mean, Triple H. Shawn Michaels, I don't even know what fucking direction you're looking in when you're talking. OK, so just shut the fuck up. Like all I all I had to hear about was, you know, uh, him him leaving and coming back and fighting Triple H and how Triple H has got a lot left in the gas tank. And, you know, it's like, oh, my God. Like, they took away from the match. I just, yeah. you know, uh, and, and I, I, I can make fun of Shawn Michaels because I'm going to tell you a quick story. When the Rockers, uh, when they were the Rockers, I saw them at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, the former Providence Civic Center when it was Providence Civic Center. And... Yeah. uh they, the guy, you know, that promo guy came out and they handed uh, me and my sister uh, like a headshot kind of thing of the Rockers, you know, like a, and it was cool. We were so excited. And we went back, you know, the back door area, like where they come out. And I asked him to sign it. You know, that son of a bitch just walked away. That was the first time. Second time I came in contact with Shawn Michaels. Uh, you remember. Joe, uh, our friend Joe, uh, his yeah. stepson at the time, was a big wrestling fan. Well, I was a cop at URI, and uh, they came to the Ryan Center. So I, I went to the head of security for WWE, and I said, hey, man, uh, you know, you know, he's a young kid. He's coming. You know, I thought maybe I could get a little pull here. Would you mind if I took him backstage to meet some superstars? And, you know, the head of security was really, he was a great guy. I actually got to meet Hacksaw Jim Duggan that day. What another great guy. Um, nice. But the head of security said, he's like, yeah. He's like, you know what? No problem, man. He goes, absolutely. If anybody gives you any flack, I forget his name. He goes, if anybody says anything to you, just tell them that I, I said it was okay to bring him back there. And if they give you any problems, tell them to call me. Really nice. Great guy. I, I couldn't believe it was that easy. I was like, oh, okay. Well, the main the main roster guys were there that night were Randy Orton, Triple H, John Cena, and Shawn Michaels. And uh, the you know the, the 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 night was over, so I took him back there. Uh, John Cena, no problem. I mean, you know, sorry, John, I'm ta I talk bad about you if we're any Yankee stuff, 
but I'm talking good about you now with the kid. You were cool. And he got stitches in his head. He had just gotten stitched. He just came out of the locker room. Signed, huh. signed, his, signed an autograph, no problem. Uh, I actually walked up to Triple H, tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, man, would you mind you know, signing for my, my buddy, uh, my buddy's kid? Triple H, he was walking onto his bus. He got off, turned around, signed his autograph. Randy Orton just walked right by us, didn't even look at us. Not shocked. Not shocked. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, I said, hey, would you mind? Got right in his fucking Volvo, slammed the door on me, and drove away. <laughs> that was twice that son of a bitch shunned me. So you cross-eyed <laughs> bastard. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, yeah, so those are my two Shawn Michaels stories. Um, but anyway, you know, the match wasn't as extreme as I thought it was going to be. I mean, the whole nose ring thing, yeah, was stupid. <laughs> that wasn't fun. But they did. Uh, that wasn't fun. I thought the, the wrench to the fingers was more stupid than the nose ring. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> the nose ring, he didn't even rip it out. They just He just slid it out. You know what I mean? They they fake blooded or something. But uh, my, again, my I don't friend. Know. I, think, I don't think he pulled it out. Pulled it out, but I think he 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 scratched him or something. Yeah, he might he might have raised it him or something, a little slit. Um, but uh, again, I I didn't I heard it very. I, actually, I don't even think I heard it, but they started chanting "sick fuck" when Triple H did that, uh, and that that's <laughs> that's confirmed from from WrestleMania itself. Um, but I don't think I heard it on the broadcast, did you? I'm going to have to go back and no. listen to it because when we were talking about the Roman Reigns thing and how WWE controls the crowd noises, he said, yeah, yeah. did you hear him tra- chant sick fuck when they ripped out the nose ring? I go, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I got to go back and check that. I got to I gotta go listen to that because um, yeah. that'll, just, that'll just verify everything. He put, um, yeah, he said, I'm on the way home now and... Uh, he said during the, the Triple H Baptista match, they were chanting "You sick fuck" when he rips out the nose ring. Did that show up on the broadcast? He said it was loud as hell all around. And you know what? I I don't I don't know. I want to go back and watch it now, <laughs> just so I can. <laughs> is is your wife in another room where she can put it on and see if they if she can hear it or did she leave already? No, she uh, she's uh, quietly sitting here oh. watching. Watching TV on 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 closed caption. <laughs> ah man, well tell her to close the bedroom door and go back and see if she can confirm the sick fuck thing for me because I want to know now. <laughs> I, I only got one TV, my friend. That's all uh, in the living room. Boobies. All right. Well, anyway, I'll have to check it out. Um, now we're on to the the Baron Corbin. Oh yeah. Well, Triple H, you know, defeated Baptista. You know, lackluster match. I I don't know. It it didn't really. I don't know. It didn't have the excitement that I thought it was going to have. You know, I called I it. Enjoyed it. I called it. Sledgehammer came mean, out. You know. <laughs> yeah. Triple H's know. intro. I, I enjoyed sucked. it. I think more. I think more because it was Triple H and Batista. It was like old school wrestling. Oh, I was excited for it for that, but then the match yeah. happened, and I was like, me. <laughs> I was more concentrated yeah. on Batista's tattoos because. There's no rhyme or reason to those fucking things. He just like right? got, he just got shit plastered everywhere. It's like, listen, I got a lot of tattoos myself, but at least they have themed or they're like done outright. You know what I'm saying? He's got yeah. 
that thing on his belly because I had to laugh because Baptista, when he first came up, he had the sun tattooed around his belly button yeah. with a belly button yep. ring. And yep. that wasn't so accepting after a while because a lot of girls started doing it and whatnot. I don't want to get into it and offend anybody, but he covered it up and got rid of the belly button ring for certain reasons. <laughs> so, yeah. but I don't know. And then, uh, whatever. But lackluster, not, not really my cup of tea. Um, so, and then we go on to the Baron Corbin Kurt Angle match. Now, at this point, because the Triple H match, believe it or not, coincidentally, the Triple H match was the longest match of the night. It was 24 minutes and 45 seconds. Longest match yep. of the night. Hmm. Wow. Coincidence? I think not. Um, <laughs> so, because of that, like I said, Baron Corbin versus uh, Kurt Angle, too quick. Six minutes and five seconds. Too quick. Uh, especially for a career-ending match for, uh, you know, Kurt Angle. It's like yeah. he just got hit with the, uh, what was it, the end of days or whatever the hell Baron Corbin does. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then Baron Corbin immediately pins, leaves, and Kurt Angle gets up, says his speech, and, like, runs out of the ring. That's not that's not how you send a man off like that. You know what I'm saying? No. Ugh. It, Especially Kurt Angle. I mean, he's he he's been around forever. Yeah, twenty years. You know, um, I was I didn't appreciate that. And then if you noticed, they went right into the Finn Balor Bobby uh, Bobby Lashley match. There wasn't even a promo cut for it. They just fucking went right into it. And that match, which I don't mind. You I, don't need a promo every time. No, I I don't mind it. But you know, they always try to do it for the title matches. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But because they were running so so behind on time, I feel that they just pushed them right out because here's the here, here you go. This proves it. Every match, just about every match, was an average. You had one, two, three, four, five. There's a lot of averages six, about 10 minutes. Yep, six matches with 10 minutes. Um, one, two, three... Three uh, three matches went over ten minutes, and only three matches went over twenty minutes. Okay, so yep. they started really cramming these things out. So you're gonna have you're bringing back the demon Finn Balor, and let me tell you what Finn Balor got a bigger pop than Roman Reigns did. You know what I'm saying? He got a oh, bigger yeah. he I, got a bigger pop than Baptista and Triple H. I don't know if it's just when he does the demon or if it's him himself. I mean, he does get a big pop when he, when he does it himself, but when it, when he dresses up as the demon, I think it's even more because it's that tweak. It's not played out yet. And there's no more, exactly. there's no more undertaker. There's no more boogeyman. There's no more Kane. There's no Bray yep. Wyatt right now. There's no creepy, you know, ghostly characters yeah. in the WWE. One, you got Finn Balor which in itself, he's a great wrestler. And two, yeah. you got that character as Demon, which brings it to a next level, which made him even better. You bring it back, you have him go against Bobby Lashley, and you only have the match last four minutes and five seconds. It's it's sickening. It, it just really is. It's like... It, it uh, is. You know? I would have liked to see that go a little bit longer. At least at least the 10-minute mark, like all the other average Yeah, exactly. Were. It's a championship match. It should be at least 10 minutes, if not more. Um, 
But you know what? I was really impressed with Finn power bombed Bobby Lashley. Well, yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, if you look at he power bombed him. He's a big dude. He is a big dude. But if you look at Finn, there's not an ounce of fat on that kid. He's he's oh built, no, there he's, is not. He's, he's built he to the nines. Off. He's a muscular guy. But you yeah. figure his size compared to Bobby Lashley. Oh, it's impressive. It, it was like <laughs> holy shit. He just power bombed him. Yeah, it's impressive, but. You know, Finn Finn isn't a weak dude. <laughs> you know? No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I mean, for a short match, it was it was it was fast. You know, it wasn't boring. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and then, I mean, by the time you get to the Becky Lynch match, it's like, oh God. Um, and here's another thing. I was trying to keep my I was trying to keep my eyelids open. I felt like well, uh, he he is Tom and Jerry when uh, when Tom uh, not. Tom or Jerry, I don't know which one was the cat. Well, here's the thing. Put the bandages on his eyes to keep his eyes open. Yeah, well, <laughs> here's the thing to, you know, again, uh, my friend Shane, he, he helped me out, man. He gave me some good info. I had read before I even talked to him that um, a lot of people had left before the Becky Lynch match, you know, Ronda Rousey, because it was too long. Uh, WrestleMania yeah. was too long. Uh, and my buddy Shane said that People started leaving as early as the Kurt Angle match. Um, he said his row was basically almost empty by the time they got to the Becky Lynch match. So wow. that, yeah. So I mean, again, you're paying good money, but if it's so long to where you you gotta leave, it's like that's bad. Um, yeah. And then I also read that uh, Ronda Rousey broke her hand in that match. Um. So they said it, it doesn't really matter anyway because she's scheduled to take time off, which um, leads me into another quick point. Uh, I read in it was an, a little older article on Lacey Evans. Um, they said that uh, you know they're they're they're, they're polishing her up uh, for in ring performance wise, but um, they said that Vince McMahon wants her to be. Uh, the top three in the top three, Becky, Charlotte, and they want Lacey Evans to be in the same category uh, with with those two. And they were waiting for Ronda Rousey to exit. So whether that's going to happen, I don't know. But they did say that that Vince uh, Lacey Evans is a favorite by Vince McMahon uh, because he she fits the the role of what he likes for a female wrestler. And she's also a former Marine. So. Yeah, well, right now she ain't showing shit. <laughs> well, now that now that WrestleMania is over, we'll see we'll see what happens with Lacey Evans. I mean, like I said, this yeah, article I, was I back. I hope she finally makes it to the ring because I'm really getting tired of the come out wave and then go back in. Yeah, like let's let's do it already. Get in there and wrestle somebody. Right. Um. I I gotta be honest. I didn't even watch the I I watched the the very very end of it. How was that match? I didn't even watch the whole thing. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. It was a very entertaining match. I, I enjoyed it very much. The only thing that I did not enjoy was the end of the match. It, it was like, you know, uh, Ronda was going for the uh, Piper's Pit, and Becky reversed it on her when they when they landed, and it looked like 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 uh, Ronda's shoulder was up, and the referee started counting. And I didn't realize he was even counting until I heard two, three, and the music started playing for Becky. I was like, "What? I'm like, what just happened?" 
I'm like, sure, her shoulder was up for a second. Really? And even Corey, even Corey Graves made mention to it. He was like, I don't know. He's like, we might have to look at further replay on that one. And they showed a replay of it, but they showed it from a different angle. Okay. So you'll have to go back and watch it when she gets pinned. You'll notice Ronda's shoulder comes up, and then it goes back down for the two and three. You got to wonder if they're going to play that off. I don't know. Yes. Yes. But with Ronda supposedly having a broken hand and now she's going to take time off, how are you really going to play that off? You can't. <laughs> you know? Um, Unless, but yeah. You know, she's out, she's out for a couple of months and then comes back with the, I never really lost that title. My shoulder was up and I want it back. Well, you never know. The fans were kind of, I think they're bored with Ronda Rousey. She got some oh, booze. Yeah. She got booze. Oh, uh, yeah. Becky Lynch I'm got the biggest pop. Too. Yeah, Becky Lynch got the biggest pop of them all. Um, but that, you know, that's no. She's the man, man. She's the man. Right, but the <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole thing with Ronda though, um, that's not Ronda's doing. That that's WWE. No. That's WWE yeah. doing it. They they totally mishandled her character. Um, you know, uh, it just it sucks. <laughs> And then, oh, check this out. Uh, wow. Wow, this just came out on Twitter. I don't know how long ago. Um, again, thank thank you, Shane. Uh, he just sent me a thing from Randy Orton. Uh, it said, for the live crowd that saw this, tonight during my match at WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium, I would like to apologize on behalf of WWE for screwing up and shining uh, a light on everybody. And he just sent a picture of it. Wow. No kidding. Yep. Oh, wow. You can see it. It's like looking into the sun, dude. You can't even see anything. No kidding. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Pretty impressive pictures. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> we got to get... <laughs> I, I, I forgot he was a huge wrestling fan, too. We got to get him on for... Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know about you, man, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of... I'm 50-50 on doing a Money in the Bank. Um <laughs> It's got to be something special to do another yeah. to do another show. Uh, yeah, I, was, I agree with you. I was thinking of just holding off till SummerSlam, but I think I think we got to get Shane on here. He's an avid wrestling fan. Um, I think I think as far as Money in the Bank, I think it's more depending on who the contestants are going to be <laughs> for the for the briefcase. Yeah, that's if, that's you know, the if thing. If they end up being lame, it's like yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. You know, I I just you know. I, I always follow W. I, I always know what's going on at some point with WWE. You don't even need to watch the SmackDown show because they just they just post so much. You know what I'm saying? That you don't need to watch them to know what's going on. Um, but uh, you know, I just it just I'm just so disgusted with everything. I just you know yeah. Um, and, and what, you know something as far as like you know the women's match. I don't know if you you said you didn't really catch it. Charlotte came in by helicopter. Oh, I saw that. I did see that. And lands outside of the of the arena and then has to walk into the arena. And it was like, like you could have done that a little bit better, I think. Yeah, that was weird because uh she was the last the last one to come in, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. She wasn't walking through the fucking parking lot. <laughs> she was already in the building. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was all pre pre uh pre taped, yeah. Yeah. And uh Joan Jett coming out doing, you know, bad reputation. Pretty cool. 
that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I liked it. <laughs> some of the intros were a little lackluster. Uh, Triple H's was completely fucking stupid. <laughs> that was, you know, with the video game cars chasing each other. Uh, the hot rod. That, like that was like a Mad Max. Don't insult Mad like, Max like that. <laughs> well, that's what I read. That's what I read. That was like it says. It said uh, Triple H channels his inner Mad Max and and comes out like Mad Max. You know what I'm gonna tell you? I didn't say it. I read it. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, you know what I liked, right? With with the Finn Balor and uh, Bobby Lashley match, Bobby had some funky friggin' contacts in. Oh, you know, I didn't even notice that. He did. He had some funky, like, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe them. Like, they weren't cat's eyes. They were like demon type eyes. Hmm. I didn't even catch I was that. Like, oh, I was like, holy shit! I'm like, I'm like, what's up with that? It was, it was kind of cool. It made him look a little different. That is cool. Um, I liked Finn's entrance. That was pretty wild. Oh God! When Finn comes out as the demon, it's like. And that it's oh when he crawls down the ramp, it's like holy shit! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool how he was up on that big pedestal. Um, yes, it took a little bit to come down. I, you notice how he jumped off it? Yeah, but that's okay though. I could watch Finn do his engines all the time, especially when the his theme music goes that you know when he does that yes, that fucking yes. arm thing. Like I remember the yep. first time I saw Finn Balor alive was uh, at a Monday Night Raw recording. And he was actually still in NXT, and they yep. had a couple of NXT shows, uh, uh, matches before the show, uh, the Raw show started. And Finn Balor came out, and I remember the first time he came out, I saw him, me and my daughter were doing that, with the arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Finn, I mean, Finn's good, man. He, you know, I, I just, uh, I hope they don't play him out. Uh, they, you know, he's Intercontinental oh, yeah. Champion. Let him hang on to it for a while. Um, oh, yeah, Definitely. Uh, Drew needs to take the universal title. He does. Yes. He needs to fight Seth Rollins. Uh, but you know, that's not going to happen. It's going to end up, uh, it's going to end up either something's going to happen at money in the bank where Roman Reigns gets the money in the bank victory or something's going to happen where if he gets it, he's going to cash it in on Seth Rollins and some other stupid pay-per-view. And then he's going to go into SummerSlam being the champion or if I had to guess, I'm making a long prediction, but something's gonna give with Roman and Seth, and they're gonna fight at SummerSlam for the title. You know, I'm sticking by I, that. A thought popped into my mind just now, and that's about Money in the Bank. And I think if he gets entered into it, they're gonna give it to Drew McIntyre. That would be nice. That would be if nice. He gets the briefcase, and then he can cash it in on Seth. Let's say SummerSlam. Well, let's say they they that Seth loses the title to Roman somehow before that, and Drew Cat or or Roman and 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 Seth fight at SummerSlam, and Drew cashes in at SummerSlam. Yes, you never you know. know. What I mean, I, I hope they know. give him the briefcase. I really do. Anyway. I hope they do something with him and Jinder Mahal, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> they already fucked up Luke Hopper's return. Granted, he wasn't like a high-list superstar, but he got, you know, good respect when he was with the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, yeah. You know, 
Bray Wyatt's supposed to be coming back. I I was shocked to not see him at WrestleMania, but Bray Wyatt's supposed to come back. Hopefully they do something good with him. They they did awful by Luke Harper just bringing him into that stupid fucking kicking the ass Royal Rumble. Um, but anyway, I mean overall, <clears throat> half of SummerSlam was good. Half of it really fucking blew. <laughs> so WrestleMania. WrestleMania, not SummerSlam. I mean, what I say? SummerSlam? Holy crap. You said SummerSlam. WrestleMania. Wow. Okay, thanks for that you know correction. You know I was shocked not to see? I figured that you would at least be part of the Royal of the Royal Rumble. See, now I'm doing it. Part of the battle, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Who's that? was KO. Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah, he, he didn't have anything to do with WrestleMania. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> Wow, I didn't even think about that. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, where the hell is Kevin Owens? It just dawned on me. I'm like, Kevin Owens wasn't even part of that. I figured he would have at least been part of the, the you know, battle royale. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I don't know. Mind blown. Well, we'll see if anything happens tonight with Kevin Owens. But uh, yes. All in all, I mean, WrestleMania. I, I, you know. I give it a B. <laughs> you know, it had yeah, the it wasn't bad. had the potential to be a lot more, but um, it did not turn into a lot more. <laughs> yeah, they um, they need to shorten it up somehow, some way, because they they lose fans. They lose fans in a live event, like you mentioned, and they lose they lose fans on the network. I don't know if they figure, oh, what's well, the network? They can always catch the rest of it in the morning, but. I'm a fan where I want to see it. I want to see it now. I don't want to read about it the next morning and be like, oh, now I've got to see it. Well, what happened to the to the days where there was no pre-show? You yeah. Know? Um, and the the main cards would be from like 7 to 11. Yeah, know? exactly. What happened to the four-hour thing? Now it's two hours of pre-show and then 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. What was it? Seven hours WrestleMania total? Seven and a half hours including pre-show? That's a long time. I mean, more like more like eight if you think about it, because you figure if you go to the event, the the, the pre-show starts at five. So if you go, oh, to the going event, to the you event, yeah, oh yeah, earlier, yeah, oh yeah, right? that's a totally different ball game. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the people who went because you get there. Let's say you get there for four four thirty. Now you're there till midnight. That's like eight. That's like an eight hour shift. Yeah, man. And I'm bitching about sitting in the movie theater for three hours going to see Avengers. That's probably more entertaining than WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and I'll see Baptista. <laughs> well, I'm hoping I'll see Baptista. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, WrestleMania was okay at best. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Um, you know, maybe we'll do a Money in the Bank show, depending on what the card looks like. Definitely, yep. we'll do a SummerSlam show. Um, but again, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm at a loss for words at this point. But uh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> uh, cool stuff coming down the line. Uh, you know, uh, Demon Knight's coming out. Our Demon Knight episode is coming out this week. Um, I'm actually, uh, I did an episode with my wife uh, a few months ago. She's got quite an interesting little story. She was a little shy on the microphone, so <laughs> I tried to do my best to get her to talk, but she she did. Um, she's a a, a former uh, well, she's a, a Navy veteran. Uh, she's been on uh, you know three deployments. 
Uh, she's a hell of a track a track runner. God, she's gonna slap me for saying that. She's a hell of a runner. Uh, half marathon, marathon, 5K, mud run, you name it. She's done it. She's won it. She's placed in it. Um, she's running a marathon uh, coming up May 5th uh, in Providence. Uh, hopefully qualify for Boston again. But anyway, good story. So we'll be releasing those two episodes this week. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the girl gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning every day, runs. Damn. Yeah, like she'll her typical routine during the week is four o'clock in the morning, out of bed, you know, run anywhere from like three to six miles, uh, come home, shower, feed the dogs, get her shit ready for work, and out the door, uh, she leaves at like quarter to six in the morning to get to work. And then she works all day, sometimes, you know, eight plus hours, comes home, gets up the next morning and does it does it again i don't know I, I don't know how she, yeah i don't know how she does it um and then on the weekends um she does her longer runs i think yesterday she ran uh 18 miles i, dro- I dropped her off in providence and she ran all around providence to riverside um so she's pretty impressive when it comes to running i mean she's impressive overall she's a tough little son of a bitch i call her the uh, the wrecking machine but um nice yeah, but uh, you know, fun podcast with her. I, I recommend everybody checking it out. Um, you know, cool little story. She went in the military right out of high school. Um, but anyway, so those two will be coming out this week. Um, cool. I thought I thought of this one, Steve. I, and I brought yeah. I don't I don't know if I brought it up to Josh yet, but I'd like to do a quick uh, episode of next Monday. We'll record it. You know, probably later in the afternoon when Josh gets home from work. Um, or if we could go live, I don't know. We'll have to discuss details more. But anyway, I was thinking of doing a quick episode uh, about the first show, or the first show for the season of Game of Thrones. Nice. So, yeah, I was thinking about putting that together. That a might little, be kind of a fun. little, a little recap. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just to see if you know, see what what our excitement is to see if we have any ideas oh, yeah, where definitely. it's going to go. Um, so those three things will be coming down the line. Um, again. Steve, thank you. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook. You can find uh, find us on Instagram. Uh, we are on iTunes. If you check us out on iTunes, some people have already, and I thank you for this. They've uh, they reviewed the show. Um, please leave feedback. That's even better. Um, so we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Spreaker, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, iHeartRadio. Um, I know I'm forgetting some. <laughs> um, we're on mostly anything you can stream from. Uh, so got a lot of platforms. <laughs> yeah. So check us out. You know, give us a review. Tell us if you like us. If you hate us, I. You know, either way, I don't care. I just want to make the show better because uh, you know, I'm not a professional. I have a lot of fun doing it. I have a lot of funs with my friends. You know, coming in and helping. Um. So. Yeah, so Demon Night this week, and my wife Andrea's little podcast story coming out, and then Game of Thrones, we'll probably put that out on Monday, um, and I'm turning 40 on Thursday. <laughs> hey, <Fuck>. happy birthday. <laughs> Welcome to the 40 Club. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I might be turning 40, but in my mind, I'm still 20, except when I drink. Listen, listen <laughs> okay. just, just think about it this way. I'm still older than you. So yeah, I know. How do you that. think I feel? 
Yeah, I know. You know, I got a lot of things going for me in that category. I, I'm the youngest sibling. I only have an older sister, but I'm the youngest. And on my dad's side of the family, <clears throat> I believe I'm the youngest, um, like, direct cousin. I think I got, like, a second cousin that might be a little younger than me. But I'm, yeah. I'm one of the youngest there. On my mom's side of the family, I'm the second youngest. I only got one other cousin younger than me. So... Yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, even though I'm turning 40, I'm st I'll still kick your ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, interesting things coming up and down. Um but uh That's about it, ladies and gentlemen. Steve, I know I already said it. Thanks again. Everybody, do no yourself problem. do yourself goddamn favor and go watch Pet Cemetery. Excellent. Um <laughs> I'm treating myself to uh, another movie this week. Um, I'm going to see Missing Link. Uh, that's coming out this Friday. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, oh, and I know I already said our goodbyes, but I just want to say one last thing. <laughs> Remember how I went off? I got to do this quick. Remember how I went off about going to the movies, how it sucks and people suck and they make all noises yes, and stuff? Yes. Okay. Well, we ran into that one crowd at the movies this, this past Friday, and they were annoying. But I'm not making fun of heavy people okay i have no problems with anybody yeah i was gonna say buddy. but but <laughs> there's a but there's a but in this leggings are not made for everybody okay <laughs> and if you have to hold them up while you're walking because your belly's pushing them down have some self-fucking-respect and don't wear them. I mean, there was a girl in the movie theater that had to... I'm not kidding you. It was disgusting. She'd stand up and those leggings would be down around her fucking knees. And then she'd walk... Dude, she'd walk down. I don't have a problem with heavy people wearing leggings. Just wear them in your size. <laughs> you know? Like, this girl... Dude, you know how some people that, you know, when they bust a sag, they got to hold their pants up because they're falling down too far? Yeah, yeah. She was doing that with leggings. Leggings are fitted. They're not supposed to fall down. Nope. <laughs> you know? So, oh, and she was annoying. She kept, like, FaceTiming during the movie. Uh, finally, she shut up. So I was able to enjoy the movie. But anyway, that's my PSA. Please wear leggings in your size. Please. That's all. <laughs> I don't wear spandex because I have no business wearing spandex. So if I'm that polite... Return the favor and just get leggings in your size, okay? Who cares if they have a couple of X's in front of it? No big deal, okay? Get over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anywho, um, that's it. I'm going to leave you today. I think I'm going to go with a little AJ Styles, Steve, a little AJ theme nice. song. Um, and until then, uh, I will talk to everybody again on Wednesday, and that's about it. So everybody have a good week. And we will talk to you soon. Later.
Get some country boys working overtime, boys. Kings of the South, we never had nothing. Blue collar boys do it with our hands muddied. Boys working overtime, boys. Kings of the South.